At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is not Amal Shaw. He is Adam Burke, VSIN's Major League Baseball betting expert. Pinch hitting today for Amal, who will be out until next Tuesday, and we appreciate you sitting in today, Adam. Plenty of baseball to talk about. Games today, division races, and season-long awards. Talk a little Cy Young and a little MVP in both leagues. Huge show today. First time ever. Stormy Bonatoni is going to join the set here. Our uh, director, producer, Britton Hess, has gone far and wide to find the best guest, and somehow he last sued Stormy to come in early today before her show. She, of course, hosts My Guys in the Desert, seen at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern every day, and she'll be here to break down the Stanley Cup Finals, and we'll get us the thoughts on some other sports. She's been hitting at 68% or something like that, I see, in the winners and winners column every day. But Stormy's been doing great in all all the sports. Adam, let's start with uh, just a quick recap and your thoughts on Game 1 of the NHL Finals last night. Um, 4-3 in overtime, so the puck line doesn't cover for the Avs. It gets over whether you had 6 or 6.5. My early thoughts, both goalies have to play better. Yeah, both goalies have to play better. And look, I mean, we have kind of seen this throughout the course of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year where game one is kind of high variance. It's a high-scoring game. Both teams are kind of feeling each other out. There's not a whole lot of structure. That's exactly what we got in game one here with this 4-3 to three game, especially with the early start for Tampa Bay, who you know, they just didn't look like they had their legs in the first period. But I think the biggest thing for the Lightning, and a lot of people were talking about this on social media after the game and this morning, you know, I think they were kind of surprised by Colorado's speed, particularly in terms of trying to exit the defensive zone. Their zone exits were very, very bad. Victor Hedman had the turnover on the game-winning goal. Tampa Bay has to fix that. And to fix that, you just make quicker decisions. You get the puck up the boards faster. Maybe you get your wingers to come and help out a little bit more on the breakout. But it's an adjustment that John Cooper can make, one that I think he will make. And I would expect Tampa Bay to have their legs for game two. And I don't know what will happen in game two, but I would definitely expect Tampa Bay to skate a little bit better in that one. Adam, do you think that this series from a totals perspective will play out more like the first period where we saw four goals scored or more like the third period, which we saw was scoreless? You know, I think this one's going to play a lot tighter going forward. I think both of these head coaches are very, very strong. As I mentioned before on the shows here, I watched Jared Bednar with the, the Cleveland Monsters win the Calder mm-hmm. Cup, or maybe they were still Lake Erie at that time, but that was back in 2016. And, you know, he's a very, very solid head coach, very structured lineup. They play well in all three zones. And for John Cooper, who might be the best coach in the NHL, as I said, there are some clear things that they need to fix. 
particularly getting out of the zone quicker because Colorado was on them. And, and you know, you give Colorado credit. We talk about that rust factor and all of that. They didn't show any semblance of that whatsoever in this game. So I think Tampa Bay will make the adjustments. But again, you know, getting outshot 32 to 18 at five on five is not a good look for the Lightning here. They'll absolutely have to fix that. All right, the big event today, game six of the NBA Finals. We go back to Boston. The Dubs, a chance to close it out on the road tonight. Celts a four-point favorite. This total, 210.5. First of all, from a totals perspective, we've seen the last two games go under comfortably. Are you surprised we're sticking at that same number? Um, yeah, I think a little bit, you know, especially too, because I mean, this is an elimination game now, you know, so you play trying not to make mistakes. This game could end up being a little bit more conservative than some of the other games that we've seen in this series. And, and most people would say this series has already been relatively conservative as it is. So, you know, I, I think that also too, you know, this Boston team was very, very strong defensively, especially in the second half of the year. That's kind of taken hold a little bit for them now, but Golden State has also ramped up their defensive intensity. They've made some adjustments. They've done some different things from a lineup standpoint that the Warriors just, you know, this is this is what they do. They know how to play in these types of games. And I think for Boston tonight, I think they'd like to see a higher scoring game because I think that would give them probably their best chance at winning given you know, the additional depth that they have compared to the Warriors. Current series odds, the Warriors are minus 360. If they lose tonight, of course, they go home. I want to ask this from a betting perspective, not a handicapping perspective. If you think the Warriors get it done, isn't it better to just take them on the money line tonight in Boston? And if you lose, then double up the bet on the money line in game seven, then lay 360 right now. Yeah, that would absolutely make sense. I think it's definitely the way you want to look at it. And even too, you know, maybe if they don't win this game tonight, you start with that position on the Warriors at plus money. I'm sure they'll have a lead at some point in this game. So maybe you can come back on Boston if you really want to free roll it, something like that. The one thing I think will be really interesting is that you know, when you look at what happened in game five, you know, Boston, that was probably what the best third quarter that they played throughout the course of this series by a large margin. They actually won the third quarter 35 mm -hmm. 24, yet still lost the game. So you, you kind of worry about where Boston's at right now, where they, you know, kind of slayed one of those series dragons, but are they able to, you know, play well for four quarters and actually stay alive tonight? We haven't talked since the series started. You haven't been on on the show, did you have any active bets on the series that you took either before or at some point? No, I mean, the only thing that I really took was, you know, for this series to go deep. You know, I did take the Warriors in six, also Boston in six, just thinking that, you know, game six would probably be sort of the, the lever in this game where, you know, maybe you get a game seven. Obviously, that's a you know, very likely possibility with Boston favored trailing three to two. But I just felt like this thing would be over in game six one way or the other. And then also, too, you look at what happened in Game 3 with the way that Golden State, Golden State was treated by the fans. You'd almost like to think they'd rather win this thing tonight as opposed to winning it in front of the home crowd uh, in a potential Game 7. So I think that's kind of interesting, but it was a way that I kind of looked at sort of not free-rolling the series, obviously, because if it went five or seven games, that would hurt me. But I just figured this thing would be over in six. So I'm just kind of sitting back and, and waiting to see what happens tonight. Let's take a look at uh, some props on the game tonight. I think this is an interesting market. Now, Amal's picked out a few over-unders on points throughout this series. I like this player-to-record double-double um, market that we've talked about the last couple of games. And some, and some interesting numbers here. It's, it's, all a big, it's all a plus price for a yes, right? How about Andrew Wiggins, who's been a machine on the boards? He's probably going to win that, that most rebounds in the series. He's now a heavy favorite for it. Andrew Wiggins to record a double-double tonight, plus 220. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad bet, especially, too, because, you know, Steph Curry, we, we know he's not 100%. We know that he's dealing with the foot problem. Obviously didn't look 100% in Game 5, and Wiggins really wound up picking up the team. But also, too, you know, there aren't really a whole lot of guys getting a lot of rebounds for this Warriors team. It's really been Wiggins doing a lot of the heavy lifting there. So I think it's a savvy and sharp bet by you. Jason Tatum is the, the cheapest price here at plus 155 for a double-double. I... <sighs> You know, look, I mean, he had the 10 rebounds in game five, all of them on the defensive end. He had the 27 points, but that's kind of it. You know, you're asking for him to do it with the rebounds, you know, because in terms of assists, there really has been kind of a lot of isolation individual basketball for Boston as this series has gone along, an adjustment made by Golden State to be sure. So, you know, contain him, pull down 10 rebounds. I don't know if I would bet on that one. If Boston should win this series in seven, and we don't see anything strikingly out of the ordinary with an injury or someone not playing. 
Is Steph Curry still the MVP, or will it be someone from the Celtics, and who? Well, I, I mean, I can't... Do you remember the last time that they gave the MVP to the player from the losing team? No, but I wonder I if it's ever happened. I don't pay attention to it. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe we'll look that up during yeah. the break and, and see when that was. But I think it would be really hard to to give it to a player on the losing team. With that being said, I mean, Jason Tatum has not been overly efficient in this series. Neither has Jalen Brown. Nobody's really been all that good for the Celtics here. But somebody will have to be good in game six and game seven if they're going to win the series. And that's who it would wind up going to. All right, a couple other props here tonight. Uh, and now I have a play on this one. I won't tell you what it is. We'll get to it in the last segment. Largest lead by either team, 17 and a half. You know, like I said, I mean, you've got this elimination game situation now where things are probably going to tighten up a little bit. I would be surprised if this is a big game of runs. With that being said, I mean, you know, we've seen Golden State be so good in the third quarter you know, of the last eight years, basically. We finally saw Boston flip the script on them a little bit in that last game. That's really the big thing to me. I think I think you would need Golden State to play really well in the first half and then also do what they do in the third quarter for that largest lead to come through. So I would take that under for tonight. One other one, most uh, made three-pointers by the Warriors. Remember, Steph had none in Game 5, certainly an aberration. The over-under is 13.5, Adam. Yeah, I, I would probably say over in this one. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of three-pointers taken by both of these teams, and Steph is not going over from three in, in game six here, I wouldn't think. And and also, too, you know, look, I think it's one of those things where if Boston gets behind, and we have seen them in late-game situations kind of panic a little bit, chuck up a lot of threes, take a lot of contested shots, if that's what happens to them in the fourth quarter here, they're going to probably end up firing away from three to try and get back in the game. So I think that'll create some more three-point attempts to maybe get us over that number. Getaway day in Major League Baseball, one game underway, one about to start. Let's go to the game in Boston. Richie Hill against Paul Blackburn here. On the surface, maybe a pitching matchup, but a better team against the better pitchers. Poorer team. Oakland's been horrific uh, on this road trip. Total was nine and a half. I know some people on the network want to try to fade Richie Hill today. So far, 0-0, bottom of the second. Yeah, and, and this was one where we saw this total actually touch 10 in some places this morning, largely because of the weather conditions in Boston. It was winds are blowing out. It's a little bit warmer on the East Coast. It's warmer everywhere right now. But I actually took the under nine and a half for this one uh, at even money. You know, I just thought getaway day game. You know, the A's, Paul Blackburn, he pitches to contact, but he really forces lineups to be aggressive and go out there and swing the bats. And with that getaway day angle, with Blackburn's high ground ball rate, it was one of those things to me where I really felt like, you know, Boston will just try to get a lead, win and get out, whereas Oakland, they've lost every game on this road trip, and when they go home, they face the Kansas City Royals, a team almost as bad as they are. So maybe they're looking forward to getting back home and, and playing some games that maybe they can win. Real quick, Padres looking to sweep. Joe Musgrove hasn't lost this year. Around a dollar, we went from a dollar seventy to dollar eighty eighty five. Did you touch this game? Did not touch this game. Weather, definitely a factor for this one. But I know you and I both rooting for Joe Musgrove here since we have preseason Cy Young bets on him. <laughs> Absolutely. Want some more insight on how to bet the finals? Check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. VSIN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel will be doing a special post-game podcast immediately following game six uh, if, if um, the Celtics can force a game seven. Hardwood Handicappers podcast is free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. All right, up next, we take a look at division races in Major League Baseball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen nicotine pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom Find your satisfaction. Find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Adam Burke, pinch hitting for a mall shot today. In 15 minutes, Stormy Bonatoni, host of My Guys in the Desert, will join the set to talk about all things Lord Stanley. Adam Let's talk about some Major League Baseball division races in, in this segment. The Yankees. Let's start in the AL East. The Yankees, almost with a shot to really deliver a knockout punch today to the race, sweet if they sweep them here and put them 12 games back, are now minus $5 to win the division, 46-16. and 16, Just an outstanding start to the season for them. Getting depth in the starting pitching, getting some production from down in the order as well. Blue Jays nine games back at 37 and 25. As I mentioned, the Rays, after having lost two, uh, the first two of the series, back 11 at 35 and 27. Red Sox have made a great rally from that awful start they had, and we thought they might be sellers. They're five games above 500, a chance to go six games above with Oakland today. They're still 12 and a half back. I said to them all this week, I think this race is over. He said, not so fast. The Blue Jays are still alive to win the East. Your thoughts? Well, this race could be over this week because you've got the Yankees taking on Toronto this weekend. So, you know, that's going to be three really big games. The Blue Jays are going to need to find a way to close that gap a little bit. Also, the Yankees play at Tampa Bay again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, and then play four games against Houston. So the Yankees do have a little bit of a tough stretch here. But the thing of it is, if they beat their division opponents, as they've been doing throughout the course of the season, that minus 500 is going up. So... You know, if, if you like them, you probably got to bet them now. But, I mean, I think it's a really hard thing to do to lay $5 on a bet that you have to hold now for the next four months. There's a possibility that um, with three wild cards this year that four teams out of this division get in. Uh, looking at the playoff odds right now, of course, the Yankees are prohibitive. Uh, the Blue Jays, you have to lay $16 to win one that they'll make the playoffs, get 10 back. The Rays, plus 250 to make it, my, uh, uh, minus 250 to make it, plus $2 not to. And the Red Sox, minus 140 to five to make it, plus 120 to miss it. So favored right now that four teams come out of the East. With them playing so many games against each other, how likely is that scenario you get four? 
Yeah, I think it's a really good question. You know, what happens in the head-to-head meetings? But also, too, I mean, look, I, none of the teams in the AL West are going to be a wild card. You know, I mean, unless Seattle finds a way to go on a really big run, and I don't really see that being the case, I don't think any of those teams out West can make it. And then in the Central, I mean, look, the, the Guardians are playing extremely well right now, but they've played a bunch of tomato cans. They've played a very Charmin soft schedule over the last three weeks or so. That actually ramps up now. Their next 17 games are very, very challenging after this series finale against the Rockies tonight. The one team that I think that's out of the playoff picture right now that can get back into it is the Chicago White Sox. They, As they get healthier, they play a very, very weak second-half schedule. They play Minnesota and San Diego, and that's it, in terms of playoff-caliber competition in the second half. So the White Sox can get right if they get healthy, but I'd rather take a shot on them to win the division as opposed to just make the playoffs. So bringing that up, the White Sox right now still sit a uh, game below 530 and 31, five games back of the Twins, um, three games back of a wild card spot. They are minus 165 to make the playoffs, plus 105 to win this division. Yeah, I, I still think Chicago wins this division, to be totally honest with you. And I know that they have a five-game hole to dig themselves out of. But like I said, their second-half schedule is remarkably weak. Now, they do play a tougher schedule here over the next couple of weeks. So you may want to wait on their prices and kind of see how everything shakes out. But Minnesota's a team right now, and I wrote about this in my daily article over at vcin.com. Minnesota's third right now in bullpen innings pitched. They are not getting length from their starting pitching. They have a lot of guys that are hurt. I think this offense is overperforming a little bit. And this bullpen has a lot of young arms in high leverage spots to where I worry about the grind of 162 games for Minnesota. So I think they come back to the pack and Chicago is ultimately the team that takes over. It's interesting right now as we speak, they have the same odds to make the playoffs. Both are minus 165 to make plus 135 to miss. To your point, who's going to give you innings? I mean, your best pitcher, Sonny Gray, is not going to give you innings. You get six if you're lucky. Look at yesterday in Seattle. A dominating performance, but he can't go deep. He's already gone by the time they get to the sixth inning. Well, and, and for Sonny Gray, too, coming off the IL and that start yesterday, but that's the thing. They have a lot of guys that are on the injured list right now and also current pitchers in the rotation that have either been on the injured list or have extensive injury history backgrounds. You think of a guy like Chris Archer, who's hurt virtually all the time. I think that's a really big worry for the Twins, whereas for the White Sox, you just got Lance Lynn back. He's a guy that's a workhorse. He works deep into games. Giolito and Cease are guys that have a ton of upside. They can work deep into games as well. And Michael Kopech, whenever he gets back from this knee injury, he's been really, really good. And the knee injury may be a blessing in disguise for him because he was staring at a really big innings increase. Now he gets a little bit of downtime, can kind of set a little, you know, take a little bit of time with that arm and kind of set things straight. So, I think it's actually maybe a blessing in disguise for the White Sox, who are the best team in this division when they're healthy. They just haven't been healthy. I've been watching the Guardians closely because I want to pull the trigger on playoffs at plus $3, now plus $260. i am concerned about their defense. They're not particularly great in the field. They, they kicked the ball around in Colorado, still won that game last night. I don't think the Rockies scored after the fourth inning um, and won that game. Do you think Bieber gets back to being the Bieber of, of two years ago? Well, so this is my hometown team. So I watch every game. I know them pretty much in and out. And look, there's a few things about the Guardians that, you know, they're just, they're things that happen year in and year out. They're 25 and 15 against teams with a losing record. They're 6 and 12 against teams 500 or better. This is what they do. This is what they've always done, even during all their playoff runs from, you know, basically 2016 or 2015 on. They beat the bad teams and they struggle with the good teams. Now, as I mentioned, they have that 17 game stretch where they play some really, really good teams. Now, the backside of that, of course, is in the second half, they'll play the Tigers, they'll play the Royals, they'll play some of those really bad teams in the American League Central to where maybe it can help them. Defensively, Coors Field is a very tough place to play, not only because the ball carries, but also because it's an extremely spacious outfield. Mm -hmm. To the Bieber question, the velocity is not there at all, and it hasn't been. So they've they've done more with him throwing the curveball and throwing the cutter slash slider he needs to throw those two pitches 65 to 70% of the time to be effective. If they make that change and it sticks, Bieber can be really good in the second half. If he tries to execute the fastball, it won't be good for him. So it's all about his pitch usage, his repertoire, how he uses that, how he sequences his pitches. He's smart enough to do that, and they've been doing it for the most part throughout the season. But if you're looking for the fastball velocity to come back and see the same dominance, I don't think that's going to take place. How about the oxygen thief, Plesak, as the Francona's son calls him? He, has, he hasn't been good either. No, Plesak has struggled. Aaron Savali is still hurt as well. Cal Quantrill, the most reliable pitcher, starting pitcher on that staff, in my mind. And the thing that's really <laughs> tough about Cal Quantrill is he's a pitch-to-contact mm-hmm. guy. 
he's a kind of a throwback. He's you know four pitch mix, a lot of <laughs> command. He's a guy that probably would have thrived in the in the late eighties and early nineties. But you know, look, Connor Pilkington is not a long term viable solution in that rotation. The thing I'm wondering with the Guardians is when they pull the trigger on starting to move some of their minor league guys up and kind of you know getting rid of a guy like Oscar Mercado, who's just a black hole in the lineup for the most part. Moving Ernie Clement out of the platoon role and just using Andres Jimenez all the time. If they can do some of those changes, then this is a team that I think could have some more staying power, but it's not their MO. It's not what they're used to doing. But one bit of news from today, uh, David Blitzer was actually approved by Major League Baseball to be the new minority owner of the Cleveland Indians. So there may be more money to go around, maybe in terms of some trade deadline acquisitions where they can trade for a position of strength with the prospects and get maybe some higher-salaried players that can help them right now. Our division race is more interesting in the National League. The Braves now on this long winning streak, 14 in a row, 13 of them covering the run line, have chopped this lead down to four. Now the Mets don't have their two best pitchers. They had a brutal West Coast road trip, not in their performance, but then where they had to go to Colorado, to go to L.A., L.A., to San Diego, back home to get the Brewers. Mets are minus 235 to win the division. Braves plus 220. Phillies 15 to 1. Who wins the East? Well, I think it's the Mets, and and for the longest time I've said it would be the Braves, but the Braves are doing what the Guardians are doing. They're feasting on really bad pitching right now, whereas for the Mets, you know, you talk about trade deadline acquisitions and players you can pick up and all that, adding Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom to your team as quote-unquote trade deadline acquisitions, nobody can match that. Nobody has any chance of matching that no matter who they acquire. I do think that the Mets are still overperforming a little bit offensively, but their pitching will carry them probably to this division title. Uh, but, you know, it was it's good to see the Braves at least put some pressure on them by beating up on these bad teams like they've done the last few weeks. I think the best bet on the board right now is the Cardinals to win the Central at plus 115. Your thoughts? Well, I we don't know how long Brandon Woodruff's going to be out. That's a really big deal for the Brewers, who have gone in the tank offensively, to say the least. Freddie Peralta's out as well. They're so reliant on Josh Hader at the back end of the bullpen. I don't love the Cardinals either, mm. but the, the Brewers are a deeply flawed team right now. So it, to me, it just comes down to those head-to-head meetings and who prevails. They're a train wreck. They're not in good shape. They right are now. a train wreck right now. Um, did the Padres have a chance to win the West or plus 220? I think both the Padres and the, and the Giants have a chance to win the West. Very interesting. Great starting pitching. What an upgrade at manager there. I think it's going to be an interesting race. Can, so can Gonsolin and Anderson continue to win every start? I don't know. Up next, it's Stormy Bonatoni. Odds on. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts, tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports books right here in Las Vegas and all across this great land of ours. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Ton of those city casts as well that you can find at that, uh, at that venue, and they're terrific. Mike Palm back with Adam Burke, pinch hitting for Amal Shaw today on Odds On, and it is our pleasure for the very, very first time to welcome our own Stormy Bonatoni to the set of Odds On. Host, host of My Guys in the Desert, five in the East, two in the West. Stormy, welcome. How are you? It is an honor. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. What's this purple drink you have over That's here? That's the, the Blueberry Red Bull. Very, the ooh, Thursdays are a long day for me. Yeah, Although I'm excited true. I don't have to be on your show today. According, according to that 3, a, 3 a.m. email that we get from Bill Adia, maybe somebody else sends it, it said, Stormy welcomes Derek Stevens today. So I said, wow, I got a break. Well, I would be I, upset at Bill or whomever wrote that article. <laughs> no. right, so, that, so that would be me. Also, Josh Towers just, is on today. I'm All just right, giving now. you a... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually Josh Towers' is, uh, stunt double. Do so here we teeth. go. All right, now, let's start with the big news in hockey. I want to get your take on Bruce Cassidy to the Knights. Yeah, uh, it's, it's exciting. Yeah? Because I think so. Because he's a guy that, honestly, I was really surprised when he got let go from the Bruins to begin with six straight post-seasons that he's taken that team to. They went to a Stanley Cup. He was coach of the year just a couple of years ago, and then he's out. And so I think their loss is going to be Vegas's gain in this situation. Although, um, similarly, I didn't think necessarily that Pete DeBoer should have been fired. I don't think that it was his fault that the Vegas Golden Knights were as injury-riddled as they were all season long. Granted, everybody's got their flaws, and I know there were some 
some tactical issues as well that, that a lot of fans had with his approach to coaching the game, but I don't think that it was Pete's fault that the Knights had the team. I'm, sens- series I'm sensing a pattern. Did you think that Gerard Gallant should have been fired? Can't say that I did. <laughs> and that was my first season. That was so tough. Oh. That was my first season that I was working with the Vegas Golden Knights as well. And so I developed a really good relationship with Coach Gallant. And um, then all of a sudden I had to reset and make is my first year working in hockey too. It was like, I worked so hard to make this relationship and had to start over from scratch. But obviously he too is doing pretty well with mm. um, the stretch that the Rangers had this past season. So, Yeah. It, it feels like it's been a quick trigger for the, for the front office. And I don't know if that's just because of, you know, where the team sort of stood in terms of player personnel coming off the expansion draft and all that. But the thing about Cassidy that I really like, you know, you know, I'm a nerd, so I'm, I'm a huge analytics guy. And that's the thing I like about Cassidy. He's very, well-versed in analytics and also sharing that with the players. What do you think about, you know, what they do long-term here with Cassidy now in the picture? Do you feel like that maybe they'll be one of those teams that kind of gets a little bit more numbers savvy? Are they already with the insider info that you've had working for the team and all that? You know, it'll be interesting to see. I hope so. I think that that's the way of the future in the majority of sports, right, is to kind of trend in that direction a little bit. And uh, from what I understand, players – like the approach that Bruce Cassidy has, although he is a little bit old school and like he's going to be tough on you. He's going to have that type of an approach. I'm interested to get Shane Knighty's um, mm. opinion on that. He's going to be on My Guys in the Desert later on this afternoon um, because he's somebody that's been with that organization from day one, from the very start. He's been through every single coach and knows the leadership very, very well with Kelly McCrimmon and with George McPhee, who I think obviously was a key cog in hiring Bruce Cassidy as well the background that they have with the Washington Capitals together. So I'm curious to see how it'll go. Um, I think that that would be a good thing. And clearly their special teams is an area where they really need to make adjustments and get that power play going next year. So hopefully. Stormy, uh, I didn't pay the $19 a month yet, and I'm considering I doing hate you to get so your much. picks. Can, but... we, can we cancel this, please? What are you? Go on. <laughs> Who did you play in the Stanley Cup final? Who was Yesterday your pre- or no. my... Did you have a, a series play? Did you have a game one play? I lost yesterday on Tampa, but I think I'm going to go back to the well, and I think I might buy in on Tampa for the series now also. It's oh. kind of my approach. Okay, your impressions of last night's game, I, I thought it was a sloppy game. I thought neither goalie was particularly sharp, and it will be interesting to see... Um, if, as Adam suggested, this series tightens up and sharpens up with the play and we see more of a defensive-minded effort out of both teams moving forward. I think and I hope that it does. Um, I wanted to target unders in the series to begin with, and we saw Andre Vasilevsky have an extraordinarily uncharacteristic opening 20 minutes, allowing three goals on 15 shots on net is not something that you see. In fact, he's never done it in his career. Mm -hmm. And game ones of this postseason, when you look back at some of the numbers, have been his worst game in the playoffs. He's allowing almost four goals per game in those instances, one and three in those games, and then the rest of the way he's really tightened up, especially when we saw that in the four wins that they had, four straight wins against the Rangers to close out the Eastern Conference final series. So I think he gets much better. I think that um, my big question mark is what's going to happen with Tampa's shots on net. They only had 24 shots against Darcy Kemper, and he is a very beatable goalie. Um, but defensively, Colorado obviously did their homework and um, handled that side of things. I, I think it's going to be more of a defensive series moving forward. I hope so, at least. Yeah, one of the things that I noticed in that game last night, Tampa Bay had no transition game. They couldn't get out of their zone fast enough. The speed for Colorado really impacted them in a, in a negative way. And, and like you, I like Tampa Bay for the series, and I like Tampa Bay for the series still now, especially mm-hmm. after losing game one. Because game one, you know, Mike and I talked about this early on in the show. Game one feels kind of high variance, kind of all over the place. And then the coaches. You don't know what you're going to get. Right. Like a box of chocolate. Right, exactly. A nice Forrest oh, Gump reference. Oh I love it. But, Mike rolls his eyes like crazy. Oh, I gave up on Tom Hanks after Bosom Buddies. I you got, see I him yelling at people the other I guess like Rita Wilson got tripped or something when people were trying to take selfies with them and he was yelling at them. I've never oh, seen boy. Tom Hanks angry. His inner Will Smith. Anyways, continue. <laughs> so I, I guess the question is for game two. You know, we expect Tampa to exit the zone faster, maybe try to get out in transition. What do you think Colorado tries to change for game two? Because they won. They played well. They held Tampa Bay to 24 shots, 18 at five on five. 
What adjustment do you think t- Colorado needs to make for game two? Something I'm really going to be looking for is just to not let their foot off the gas. And that's something I think we've seen throughout the course of this postseason, despite obviously the dominance that they've had ultimately winning games, is that they haven't been dominant for an entire game very often. Um, and obviously a big talking point going into yesterday's game was the rest versus rust. And I thought personally that Colorado was going to be a little bit slower out the gates which I was dead wrong, and I probably should have learned my lesson from last year when they had a layoff after the second round and were going to play Vegas and beat them 7-1 to that first game right out the gates. I should have taken that and stuck it in my brain and said, no, they're going to get off to a fast start. But they do that often. They just don't necessarily play the full game, which is something I really want them to see is get a full 60 minutes out of Colorado. Um, I mean, maybe not if I'm betting on Tampa, but if you're looking for things for them to improve on, I would say it would be there. And then just to keep Darcy Kemper being regular season Darcy Kemper and not necessarily the inconsistencies that we've seen throughout the playoffs from him. Buffalo Bills, at the end of their four-year run in the Super Bowls, in the second half of that final Super Bowl, really seemed to run out of gas. All the extra playoff games through the years. This is now Tampa Bay's third straight NHL uh, finals, Stanley Cup finals. Is there any chance that this team just runs out of gas? I think it's possible because they have essentially played almost an extra season mm-hmm. of hockey. And this is a very grueling sport. They say that the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy in sports to win because of the road that it takes to get there, the amount of games that you play. Uh, I could see it happening, but at the same token, the way that this team has been built and the depth that they have and the leadership that they have in a coach in John Cooper, who is so good at adjusting, makes me believe that we're going to have a long series. I know that's not necessarily the norm to get a seven-game set in a Stanley Cup final, but I could see this being one that goes the distance. I could see either team winning on the opposition's home ice. Um For whatever reason, just the way that they're built and the mentality that they have to have won the last two and to know how to grind out games makes me think that they'd be able to overcome maybe the physical fatigue of having gone through this from the mental side a little bit. You're wearing green. Does that mean you're laying the four with the Celtics tonight? Got the three and a half here at Circa. Oh, very nice. But yeah, (laughs) Uh, it was not intentional, but yes, I am on the Celtics tonight. Well, let's say I want to ask you real quick about the NHL game last night. Braden Point comes back. There was a lot of talk about that and the impact he might have on the series. Played almost 18 minutes, had an assist. But that's something I kind of wonder about with Tampa Bay, too. Working such a key piece back into the lineup after not having him for so long. What did you think of Braden Point last night? Um, nothing particularly special, but I think it does take a little bit of an adjustment period to get back after such a long layoff. He hasn't played since game seven of the opening round against Toronto and coming back from an injury. There's always a little bit of a thing. You mentioned he got an assist though. So clearly a contribution. He's somebody that if you're Colorado, you have to be paying attention to because if you remember the last two postseasons as Tampa's gone on this incredible run, he has scored the most goals of any player in that run in that stretch. So He's an important cog. He's somebody that's getting worked back into the fold, and I think over the course of this series, he'll get more comfortable. I'm curious what's going to happen with Colorado, though, and Nazem Kadri and similar situation if he does come back with the finger. I know they're targeting him for at least midway through the set to get him back. Um, how does that affect him? A, a fresher injury, which coming back from quickly after surgery could be a little dicey. Stormy, we really appreciate the time. Hopefully, I'll get to repay the You better at some point. Up next, our place. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. U.S. Open is going on now, and Bet Rivers is giving you extra reasons to tune in and play. Just log in each day of the U.S. Open and receive a free profit boost to power up your tournament bet. Every round, a new boost for you to use before the round starts or while the players are on the course. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make your U.S. Open bets every day and get an extra boost while doing it at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers app or visit BetRivers.com. Welcome back into Odds on Mike Palm here with Adam Burke, VEASAN's Major League Baseball betting expert, pinch hitting for a mall shaw today. Adam, this is the segment of the program where we give our plays. I'll give the honors to you. You do have one more play in a game we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, you and I both have a little bit of interest in this mm-hmm. A's and Red Sox game. You're on the first five under. I'm on the full game under nine and a half. Uh, three to one here uh, in the fourth inning for this one. The A's actually with the three runs, interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, because I saw this today. They've scored two or fewer runs in three. 32 games this season already. That's hard to do. Yeah, and they already have three, of course, uh, <laughs> in the first three-plus innings of this game. But as far as the other one that I have tonight, um, I'm going to be on the Phillies tonight on the run line, laying a dollar thirty in this one. I don't really like to play a lot of run lines, especially with a bullpen as bad as Philadelphia's. But interestingly enough, Washington's bullpen's actually worse. One of the few bullpens in baseball, it's actually worse than what Philadelphia's put out there. But the Phillies have a massive starting pitcher edge tonight. Zach Wheeler going up against Patrick Corbin. Phillies are a top five offense against lefties. And also, too, when it gets warmer at Nationals Park, it becomes a pretty good hitter's park. So you have the better lineup with the Phillies. They hit a lot more fly balls than the Nationals do. And you've got Zach Wheeler versus Patrick Corbin. I just figured it was a good spot to take a run line with a road favorite that is absolutely going to bat for nine innings in this game. So I took the Phillies run line. That's the only other play I've got on a uh, pretty small MLB card here today with only nine games. Yeah, I have a. Um, I bet the the two unit play here is uh, under seventeen and a half for the largest lead game six tonight, and then I bet a fourteen parlay. One's underway already. Uh, Padres leading the Cubs two one now in the top of the second. I got Musgrove. Hope he can stay uh, stay with that perfect perfect record. The the Cubs, boy, I, I find it hard that you can make an argument they're the worst team. The bullpen. I don't even know who these guys are outside of Contreras. I mean, I look at the lineup I, on Sunday night baseball. Uh, against Wainwright, I was just marveling at who these guys are. I don't bet a lot of NL Central games because I generally don't want to get involved with the Reds and the Pirates. But um, uh, four-team parlay, I took Musgrove here. I thought about doing them all run lines. I said, nah, it still plays plus 375 for the four-teamer. Musgrove, Gaussman against the Orioles. Blue Jays at home ought to put some runs up. Wheeler in that game, I laid the 195, not on the run line. And then uh, Yankees with Severino. It's a ridiculous price here. But Severino's been good. You're not going to get a lot of innings out of Beaks. Tampa Bay's used that bullpen already the first two games. I think the Yankees finish off the sweep here. Okay, let's get into Cy Young. Um, And and we'll start in the American League. Uh, A little bit of a step back from McClanahan, I thought, last night in a big showdown at Yankee Stadium with most of the baseball fans watching last night against Nestor Cortez. (sighs) He wasn't quite as sharp, and then... He gets let down by the by the Donaldson fly ball getting dropped that really set up that bottom that bottom of the uh, the fifth. Here's my question: Why are they pitching around Kiner Falefa? I don't understand that. So afraid to pitch to him there. It didn't make sense to me. No, that doesn't make sense to me either. And and look, I mean the Rays have been hurt by their defense quite a bit throughout the course of the season. I mean they were hurt on Tuesday night as well. Both runs unearned off of Corey Kluber. 
you know, for McClanahan, gives up the three-run homer, and you know, at least he bounced back and finished his start nicely. But, you know, look, I mean, it's it's one of those things, too, where McClanahan's just naturally going to be better at home at Tropicana Field because it's such a really good pitcher's park. So, you know, going on the road to Yankee Stadium is always a tough thing, especially facing all those right-handed bats. I thought he was okay. You know, the, the error was definitely a big problem, and, and that continues to be a problem for everybody on that raised pitching staff where the defense just doesn't convert enough batted balls into outs. Um, okay, so we look at the AL Cy Young market right now. Verlander, I think, is your very deserved favorite at 3-1. to one. I think he's at clearly in the pole position right now. McClanahan, plus 375. Nestor Cortez, who pitches better at home and better in the daytime at 7-1 to one out of nowhere. He was part of the field, obviously, to start the year. A guy that we were told to look at before the season started by Jeff Erickson, the co-founder of Rotowire, was he said bet Alec Manoa at 100 to 1. He is now 8 to 1. He is 8 and 1 with a record. Garrett Cole 9 to 1, Kevin Gaussman 13 to 1. Is there anybody outside this list you think has a chance and is Verlander still bettable at 3 to 1? I don't think Verlander is bettable at 3 to 1, no. The guy that I think has a chance, he's 25 to 1 right now is Dylan Cease mm. because as I mentioned, the White Sox play a remarkably pathetic schedule in the second half. Now, the hard thing for Cease is next start comes Tuesday against Toronto. Then he'll face Baltimore. Then he'll face San Francisco. So he's got a couple of difficult starts coming up. But then after that, you know, he'll wind up facing the Tigers and the Guardians to finish off the first half. And then in the second half, they have a ton of games left against Detroit. They have games left against Kansas City. Uh, they still haven't played some of the other bad teams that swing and miss a lot. Uh, you know, he should be in line for a really good start against Baltimore, a team that swings and misses a ton. Uh, so I think Dylan Cease at 25 to 1 is a guy, largely because of the schedule, I think there's opportunities for him to you know, really look good in the second half, especially if they can make some adjustments in terms of his control, which has kind of been on the fritz a little bit. All right, let's go over to the National League Cy Young race. Sandy Alcantara now the favorite, plus 325. I thought he got a rough shake, not given, uh, given the chance to get out of that eighth inning after he got the double play. Uh, and then the reliever gives up the run, and they lose the game. He outpitched Nola in that game in Philadelphia. Corbin Burns, who escaped the first inning and got some run support last night, were Milwaukee plus four fifty. Joe Musgrove fifty to one before the season, now five to one and on the mound today. Max Fried and Zach Wheeler fourteen to one. Pablo Lopez, Tony Gonsolin, Carlos Rodon twenty to one. You can still find Gonsolin at places at twenty five to one. I have. Alcantara at six to one that I added two and a half weeks ago. I've got Musgrove at fifty to one, Wheeler at eighteen to one. I've got Hader at seventy to one and fifty to one. I'm thinking of adding Gonsolin at twenty five to one. I draw a line through Burns. If he beats me again this year, he beats me. Is there anybody else I should be afraid of that I don't have a ticket on? So the thing that really worries me about Tony Gonsolin is he's facing a massive innings increase. He hasn't thrown over a hundred innings since twenty eighteen. So far this season, he's already up to 63 and a third. He's made 12 starts. You think he's got probably 18 to 20 or so left. That's a really big innings increase for him. So that's something I would be worried about a little bit, especially because now everybody's going to feel like they have to do a little bit more with Walker Bueller out. So it adds mm -hmm. a little bit more stress to those innings. To me, one guy I could take a look at here is, is Max Fried because mm -hmm. the Braves have the best bullpen in Major League Baseball right now by F4, by a lot of the metrics that are out there. Some of that has to do with Spencer Strider, who's now in the starting rotation. But Freed has the type of bullpen that's not going to blow games for him. They're going to wind up protecting the leads that he leaves with, whereas I would worry about that for Corbin Burns, unless they can get to Josh Hader. I'd worry about that for Zach Wheeler, because he's obviously with the Phillies. You know, And, and I'm worried about Carlos Rodon's health. I'm worried about Gonsolin and his ability to kind of stay sharp throughout the long season. Uh, Pablo Lopez just, you know, he's, he's obviously very, very good, but... You know, can you overshadow the fact that the Marlins are going to fall, likely fall short of the playoffs again this year? Because sadly enough, the voters do take those things into consideration. So for me, I think Freed is, is maybe the only guy currently with a price that I'd be interested in taking. Tyler Anderson, also 8-0, uh, came with on two outs of no-hitter last night. He's 50-1. to one. Any shot for him? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Again, he's another guy that's, that's had some you know injury issues throughout his career. Uh, but I think he can still be really good. they got a good defensive team there for the most yeah. part with the Dodgers. Pretty good bullpen if they kind of stabilize things a little bit. But it's just hard for him. It's hard to expect him to have 175, 180 innings, you know, it's, which is basically required to win the award. I really think right now the two best pitchers are Alcantara and Wheeler. Now, Wheeler had some rough early outings. That's why his odds dropped down to 25, 30 to 1, and now they're back in the mid-teens range, 14 to 1 here. Uh, let's talk about AL MVP. 
What's it going to take for Judge not to win this? He's even money right now. Getting hurt. That's it. I mean, that's all it is for Aaron Judge, especially in a contract year where, you know, he's got extra incentive. Look, I mean, you could you could make a case for Shohei Otani and Mike Trout every single year. And Jose Ramirez is the most valuable player in baseball, the most important player to his team. But he's probably not going to win the award unless Judge and one of Otani or Trout get hurt. There's nobody I enjoy watching hit more than Jose Ramirez. I it's it's a treat. And honestly, too, I've started having discussions with buddies of mine that are also Guardians fans. He's on a Hall of Fame trajectory all of a sudden. And when they get rid of the shift next year, he will be one of the players most impacted in a positive way. He's actually going to get better, which is scary to think about. Yeah. Um, I think right now, for me, he's the second choice behind Judge. That's for me. And I'd put uh, Jordan Alvarez third. Uh I'm not a Mookie Betts guy because I think there's so many Dodgers on that team that contribute. Um, I think, you know, even at 350, I think Paul Goldschmidt's a really good bet right now. Manny Machado at 4-1, to one, then Pete Alonso and Bryce Harper. I think this comes down to Goldschmidt and Alonso, my opinion. Well, and, and to your point, you said you like the Cardinals. You thought mm-hmm. the Cardinals were the best division bet out there. If that's the case, and if they're going to continue this pace that they're on, Paul Goldschmidt's going to have a lot to do with it because of the offensive season that he's having. I think Manny Machado at four to one deserves some credit because they don't have Tatis, but you know four to one is just such a short price. Follow the money producer Dustin Swedelson has Goldschmidt at seventy to one. He got here at Circa. It's a great number. What great a great bet! Oh, right before the streak, right? Yes. Yeah. Perfect bet. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to Adam Burke for filling in for them all. Up next, it's betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.